listen no 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 KBOO Portland 90.7 FM you don't know KBOO is proud to co-sponsor the Portland Folk Music Society concert series starting Saturday September 17th with singer-songwriter Tim Grimm Folk Music Series of Nine Saturday Concerts starts September 17th and continues through May of 2023 at the Reedwood Friends Church on Southeast Steel. Season tickets are now available. Ticket information can be found at kboo.fm under Community Events. listening to Eco Justice Radio, a project of SoCal 350 Climate Action. Our show presents environmental and climate stories from a social justice frame, featuring voices not necessarily heard on mainstream media. Welcome, I am Jessica Aldridge. On today's show, Life Over Lithium, protecting the sacred site Pahimaha. Host Carrie Kim will be interviewing Gary McKinney, spokesman for the people of Red Mountain and lead scout for the American Indian Movement Northeast Nevada. Gary is a Western Shoshone Northern Paiute tribal descendant, born and raised in Indian Treaty Territory. For over a decade, Gary has been involved with the Indian rights and upholding traditional value and culture. Today, he is also a spokesman for the people of Red Mountain, a band of Paiute Shoshones representing a portion of the tribal cultural landscape threatened by mining exploitation. Aloha, this is Carrie Kim. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to hear from Gary McKinney, who is Western Shoshone and Northern Paiute by heritage and a spokesperson for the people of the Red Mountain. Gary is here to shed light and inspire action to protect Behimaha, aka Thacker Pass, from potential construction of a massive lithium mine in Northwest Nevada, what is known today as, as Nevada, but we know that's not its original name. We would like to first thank the Tongva ancestors for their enduring presence, legacy, and stewardship of the area. Our show comes to you from the ancestral homelands of the Tongva, and we invite you to align and support with local First Nations and their homelands wherever you live. Lithium is essential to all battery technology currently in use and development worldwide today. Due to decreasing demand for oil amid climate risks and rising costs, peak oil production, and momentum around net zero to address climate change, the demand for lithium is growing exponentially 
as electrification and the demand for EV, electric cars, and solar energy grows globally. While lithium is being touted as part of a clean green transition, many are rightfully crying greenwashing. There is a dark underbelly to lithium mining that is impacting indigenous communities and people of color, their cultural heritage, sacred sites, and the totality of their health. We welcome Gary McKinney to reveal the true cost of lithium and what we might do to protect the Northern Paiute and Western Shoshone sacred site of Pihimaha from lithium mining and to ensure indigenous peoples and their legacies are not irreparably harmed by the world's growing hunger for lithium. Welcome, Gary. Thank you so much for hey. standing so strongly for the legacy of your people, the lands, waters, and cultural inheritance of your ancestors. Is there a specific way you would like to open the show? Hello, everyone. I'm Gary McKinney. I'm a Shoshone Paiute. In our traditional language, it's uh, Nuwa Numa. I come from the ancestral homelands of the Paiute, the Shoshone, and the Bannock. I come from the Panakwadi band of Shoshones, dating back to the 1800s. And so there really is no specific way that I would want to open up the show rather than walk everybody in with my introduction and uh, welcome you to the show. And I appreciate the listeners and uh, please help us do what you can to support. Thank you for listening. Could you begin, Gary, by telling us what is the meaning of Pihimaha and also what is the special cultural significance it has for your peoples? Pahimaha is the traditional name for the traditional, well, we'll call it the the tribal cultural landscape that is under fire. Uh, the Thacker Pass, the Thacker Pass lithium proposal proposed mine is in Humboldt County, Nevada. It's northern Nevada, southern Oregon area, and we have a lot of ancestral history between not only the Fort McDermott Paiute tribe, but also with the Shoshones and the Bannocks. And the significance of Pahimaha is that it, Pahimaha is, translates roughly to rotten moon. And the reason for that is one of two. The primary reason for it being called rotten moon is because we'll, we'll go back now to about we'll say before the Civil War, around that time, 1860 to 1865, when the Paiute warriors were away from their village and upon their return, the smell of rotting flesh was in the air and under a full moon, they rolled back, they rode back into camp and it was there that they found the remaining, you know, there there was children, elders, women, and all their belongings were back there. Entrails, you know, entrails were back there, limbs over here. And that is the reason why we call it Rotten Moon, Pihimua. And that is only one account of several, I would say, that happened in the area. There are a lot of cultural or significant sites in Thacker Pass. Mm -hmm. And if we call it Thacker Pass, we're talking about a square box. But if we're talking about the entire tribal cultural landscape, mm. then we're looking at something a little different. Mm -hmm. It's a wider scope with more people, more history, and that should that should translate to more policies to protect that stuff. But at this point, it is not. The mm -hmm. Trump administration in January of last year has fast-tracked 
or expedited this that this uh this mine here so that it could go through mm-hmm. and we have been asking them for con- consultation at the beginning because they came in at a time when covid was running rampant on our reservations mm-hmm. everybody was on a stay at home order and yet they continued to come in and want to do those meetings at that time and they, nobody wanted to get sick mm-hmm. our elders needed to be protected our little ones needed to be protected and so we left it up to that tribal council there to speak about our history in a good way uh-huh. and when all else fails the people of red mountain committee in present times is a group of descendants that came forward at this time of the mine it was being fast-tracked Atsakwudakwa is a traditional name of a Paiute band of Indians in that Fort McDermott area. And so there's all kinds of significance in there, and we'll, we'll talk about it more. But, you know, that's that's the general gist of Pahimaha, a.k.a. Thacker Pass. If meaningful consultation had really taken place, what do you feel that that would have looked like? Because we all know, those of us who have stood for different things with EIR, EIRs, we know that they're, they, they mean less and less, if they ever really did mean much. They're highly untrustworthy. And we know that the fast tracking just goes on no matter what, as if an EIR never happened, or the interests providing the EIR, we know that they are already kind of corrupted. So what do you feel meaningful consultation would actually look like? Well, I, I can tell you what it doesn't look like, and we'll go from there. <laughs> okay. Right now, right now, I'm using an internet connection, something mm-hmm. that somebody in a city might have in common with their neighbor. Right. Out here on the reservation, we don't have that. Mm-hmm. We have, we don't have the internet connection like that to stay connected. And nowadays, in this this technological age, we're having Zoom meetings. We're having we're having virtual meetings and this is how that they are taking care of their business on that end of things. Mm -hmm. But then we swing back around. What about us? And so what this con this meaningful consultation should look like, say we have the eldest elder living on the reservation become notified that there's a mining proposal that's coming over and is going to want to, take things artifacts and put them somewhere else where they don't belong and that should involve that oldest elder there say there's a there's on one hand you have the traditional elders and then on the other hand you have you know let's say uh the younger generation which may not have those ties to that tradition because there's the boarding school aspect and there's a lot of that generational trauma still present in our communities Mm -hmm. and we're talking about these boarding schools that were supposed to trust another god other than ours right and that began the assimilation phase of our reservations where mm-hmm. children were ripped from their homes and their families were given they call them now you know hud housing but you talk around the fire you know what makes a house a home is love you need your little ones you you know from the elder the parents the kids Mm-hmm. And it, that makes a home. What they did was they came in, pulled those children up out of those homes and left everything in shambles. Mm-hmm. And now at this point in time, you can, some of our tribes are down on one knee as it is. It is unfair 
for these rich corporations to come rolling in roughshod and throwing all these things at them when in the first place we should be taking care of ourselves we should be taking care of our land and so on and so forth but as history as we know it isn't the same as american history right and that's that is the significance of that area because if we don't talk about it it loses that significance and so that is why we we're learning everything we can about our history where our people went you know we're not we weren't born yesterday right you know matter of fact we were born two nights ago (laughs) so as you know as, as that goes you know we we have a saying you know we know our roots so we know where we're going and that's mm-hmm. all that this consultation process should entail holy you know it should be meaningful it should be free it should be you know it should be that not misinformation not greenwashing right. not take 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 it should be you know let's sit down at this table and let's bring our all our elders forward so that they know what is being lost at right. this point in time with fast tracking those elders are shut out of the game how was that fair? How right. was that saving anything? How was that NAGPRA? How mm. was that AIRFA? Mm-hmm. How was that protecting anything at all other than their mining jobs? Because we're seeing the Defense Production Act. We're seeing all these massive all free jobs for 10.5 million people. And mm. those 10.5 million people will be working and buying free internet. They will be buying charging stations. They will be buying every piece of metal in that electric vehicle all the technology we use that's what they're going to be paying for mm-hmm. and we're saying life over lithium loyal loyalty over royalty because okay. our roots we remember our roots and if we remember them it doesn't seem like it's been 151 years it feels like it was only our grandpa's time mm-hmm. and we that's where Atsakudako Wanua is is holding strong is is in that prayerful mode. You know, we're not out here painting a big picture, or giving false information. No, we're sticking to our roots and we're speaking our truth. Mm-hmm. That's that's our voice there, and we have the documents to prove it. Now, I heard you discuss that if Behimaha was recognized as a historical site, you know, of these various things that had happened, whether it's the historical massacres, different things that had happened on these lands, that if this was recognized, that it would be a greater obstacle to the permit being granted to the mine. And how has that happened? Because that that's, is that just su- suppression of what is the truth of the history? Pahimaha being recognized as a place of cultural significance historically, that that should be an obstacle you know, it's like a cultural heritage site and sacred. So yeah. like a burial site, right? To that effect, you know, are those massacres and things, how they are being managed in the federal court is that they're assuming we had funerals. They're assuming that we had tombstones and we were colonized. But the fact is, before these treaties and things, we... We, those, we, we've never had those kinds of rights, those treaty rights. Those treaty rights aren't ours. Right. They were brought to our attention by the outsiders. Mm-hmm. They were walked into the village and they sat down. Mm-hmm. And so that was their, their, that's what they wanted. To us, all we want to do is pray. All we want to do is, is protect that water for our future generations. Because we're not the only 
we're not the only ones that's going to be alive on this planet. Mm-hmm. We have to leave it in in good condition for the next person. Right. And that takes a whole nother thing when, when we talk about the next person, what we're protecting might not even be born yet. Mm-hmm. And that little one right there, you know, that if we can see things that way, that's life over lithium. And if we're thinking lithium over life, it's let's invest everything right now and we'll get it. But mm-hmm. what about what about the, the foundation of it? What are you're pulling you're pulling the rug out from underneath a people? Then you ask, why are you doing that? Why are you lithium over life? Well, it's because this green energy transition is demanding the president is demanding that we do this. Well, wait a minute, let's wait a minute. We back up to to the seventies. I remember Leonard Crow Dog talking about this and you know, watching old old videos and reading old documents and things that uh that you know we have our creator and we, we, we know that the the creator to us could be the higher power. And what about the president? Everybody listens to the president. Everybody says the great white father, we listen to him. He's our God. He's the one we take our orders from. But to us, our church is mother earth and mother nature. So we look to the higher power and that's who we answer to. Mm-hmm. That's in our heart. That's in our blood. That's in our head. Mm-hmm. But when you're thinking lithium over life, all that is gone. That's not a human being talking that, right? Mm-hmm. That's technology that's that move greed. forward that they want. <laughs> greed personified is what I wanted to say at that right. stage, as you said, because we know that the ultimate game is is the profits and the money and continuing to this extractive paradigm as you often refer to you know the extractivism that is part and parcel of capitalism and western culture modern western culture anyway because we know it wasn't always like that that there was also a time for all peoples of the world where they also existed um, in connection to nature you know in every single culture we can find that but so much of that has been stripped away you know many different cultures Mm -hmm. went through other kinds of genocides as well you know and traumas you know i want you to clarify we've talked about the tribal cultural landscape of pahimaha and the much bigger area that it actually covers but is it actually does it actually sit on reservation lands i was just wondering like just trying to get a clearer view of that where it's actually where it actually would sit technically the thacker pass Mine is sitting about 30 miles from the reservation line. Mm. But there are farmers and ranchers that live within those 30 miles. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, that, that, doesn't that make, make a difference? I mean, yeah. it's still life. It's still mm-hmm. those, those people there that have been living in the Kings River Valley and the Orvada area have been... There's families that that we can sit down at the table with and talk about the 1800s and their families are still in the area Mm. and so they're they're also wondering you know why like why are they being shut out how come they're not being being heard and they have a different version you know same dirt different shirt on their part right and so if you could um just hold that thought for a moment we're going to take a quick break and then come right back to talk more about protecting Bahimaha and stopping the Thacker Pass lithium mine. 
Hey listeners, quick break here. We hope that you're enjoying Eco Justice Radio. Stay connected by subscribing to Eco Justice Radio on all major podcast apps and visit our website, ecojusticeradio.org to check out previous shows and guests and get connected with us on social media. Today, you are listening to Life Over Lithium, protecting the sacred site Pahimaha, with host Carrie Kim and guest Gary McKinney, spokesman for the people of Red Mountain and lead scout for the American Indian Movement, Northeast Nevada. Gary, we've been talking about the threats of the lithium mine for the Shoshone and Paiute peoples of the area. And I was wondering if you could speak a bit more about the actual threats uh, to the environment. Like if you could talk about dewatering and the potential impacts on water that this lithium mine, which would be, I guess, the largest lithium mine on Turtle Island or on this continent, if you could speak more about the impacts on water. Let me give you an example of what the dewatering looks like and what what they do to cut corners. There is a, a mine in the Battle Mountain, which is Shoshone territory. There is Mount Tanabo there. Up on the top is a sacred spring and the, policy, the, the procedures and policies will say that as long as there's water flowing into that spring, it's okay. So they took all the water that from the water table that was pumped, that, that used to come naturally up out of that top of that spring, they removed that water table, dewatered it for their mine, and they start bringing water in from another area. So the water that's coming out of that spring on top of Mount Tanabo isn't its own water. But that's the corners they, that they cut. And so with with the dewatering and stuff, they may do it with, with copper mining, but we know they do it with, uh, with lithium mining. And this water here, the water they're pumping, at, if I remember, 55,000 gallons per minute. And that's a lot of water. This is basically a project to mine water. The thing is with the water, and we're talking about cultural, spirituality, and, and our relationship to that water, you don't know how old that water's that water has been sitting down under that water table. It's ancient water. Mm-hmm. So they bring it up onto the surface and it reacts. Then they want to dump brine into it. Then they want to evaporate it. All that evaporation and precipitation goes up into the sky. Policies and procedures will say as long as it doesn't fall within a certain ring, as long as it's outside of that ring, we won't catch any anything for it. We're okay. We're good. Mm-hmm. And these these processes and policies, you can go back and look at DuPont. And DuPont came in at one time and was speaking about how great and good this was going to be for the land. And if anybody doesn't know what DuPont is, from 1951 to 2000, there was a ton of lawsuits mm-hmm. because DuPont was hiding test results. They were saying that those forever chemicals that were in the water weren't there mm-hmm. and we can't trust them with the water because these companies mutate mm-hmm. you have their own group of scientists running right. their own tests so mm-hmm. they do their own self-monitoring right. and they won't let us tap in they won't say hey you know what we we want to see those results and mm-hmm. if we do if we do say that if someone was to say bring us those results it's a cat and mouse game you we so might not get that, those results for about six months to a year down the road and it might be doctored and so we need true absolute true results coming from the ground mm-hmm. otherwise you know we're, we're we're getting sick 
And when we talk about greenwashing, we can go ahead and swing over to Europe in 2013, mm -hmm. where this term greenwashing comes from. Mm -hmm. And up until 2013, they were dumping their tailings into the sea. And when they re-strategized, pulled their tailings up out of the, the sea, and they start putting it on the ground, that is when they started calling it green. <laughs> that strategy to make that make it turn it from being in the sea to the putting a piece of plastic on the ground and then throwing the tailings on it that's their idea of green mm -hmm. but once it rains once it once that stuff starts seeping into the ground though you can start the clock on those forever chemicals mm -hmm. and that's the stuff that they, they're not paid to tell you they're not they're not paid to tell you that type of truth but we're risking our lives to tell you Gary, can you just explain for listeners who don't know what tailings are? Because some people don't know that terminology in mining. Okay. Just give it in brief. You don't have to go in detail, but just for people that don't know what tailings are. Okay. In in mining, tailings are essentially waste piles, contaminated piles of dirt that they used, and they have nowhere to put it, so they pile it, and that's their tailing piles. And the seep when it seeps, you get pit lakes and that's the dirty stuff that's dead water mm -hmm. you know that just sits there i mean i don't i don't know what kind of remediation ever happens from those but i'm wondering if you could talk a bit more too about uh, we know now you know as far as the water intensivity of lithium mining and especially how that would harm the water and also create toxins in the water but then how what about the harms of sulfuric acid I understand there's a lot of sulfuric acid required to refine lithium. Yeah, sulfuric acid, from my understanding, comes from the burn or residual fossil fuels. Ironically, that's the word around the campfire is, you know, what is remaining of those oil, of the oil they ship on trucks to Thacker Pass and they use that to process it. And sulfuric acid, you get stuff like once that mixes in with the pre precipitation, that, that sulfuric acid, you don't know how it's going to react. So it turns into acid rain. Mm. And that's the stuff that stains your windshield and puts white on your cars. Imagine you're playing basketball and you drink a bottle of Gatorade. About the third quarter, you know, you're, you're wearing a black shirt and you'll see the, the white salt. Mm. That, you know, that right there is sort of what they're looking for. And to, just to give an example, Right, and that stuff will stain the ground. I've been in airplanes flying above this, the Salt Lake, you know, Salt Lake area, mm -hmm. flying over California, Arizona, and we've seen those pools and we've seen what it does to the land. And you can't see that from standing at sea level and looking up. You, you can't see behind the mountains or the ugly sweat mark, so to speak, that it leaves. Mm -hmm. But you know, again, that's that's the hidden truth. That if if those are those are the negative impacts, if as far as I'm concerned. Well, I I think too. You mentioned a couple examples in Chile and China where people kind of bargained their way for the lithium mine and maybe gave up their rights. Maybe they yeah. were promised certain benefits, but then the people ended up paying the price. And I don't know if it's that they had high cancer rates or. If you could talk about what happened in Chile and China, a couple of examples you mentioned. Okay, from my from what I what I gather, you know, I, I've been on webinars with uh, with the frontline communities down there in Chile and 
Argentina and, you know, just these indigenous communities that share a common fight, which is our people have a different point of view. They have a different point of view than the people getting paid to make those decisions, AKA the tribal governments, the indigenous governments, those things that are playing hand in hand with this government here that's just totally roughshod on policies and lies. Chile is one of the areas that I've been looking at. The same country, Canada, Mm -hmm. was down there in Chile. What they did to that indigenous community was made everything look nice, right? You're gonna get new schools, you're gonna get all this, all these benefits, all you have to do is sign right there. Mm -hmm. and so they sign Mm -hmm. and the position that the people are in so you might have your your tribal councils paid off you might have them you know that's you might have them living good taken care of but what about the people the people there have to work the people there are becoming slaves to that mine right where the mine became so big that you can't work at anywhere else Mm-hmm. Imagine if, if that place had a McDonald's versus having that mine there, how the inflation would go up and how it would be difficult to survive on anything other than living with working for the mine. Yeah. And so that's probably the biggest warning that I can give to those tribal leaders, those council leaders, those chairmen, those chairwomen, anyone in those positions of political power is you need to think about those people because those people are the ones that are going to have to live with it. They're the ones that are actually losing. What are they gaining other than loss, other than oppression, other than compromising? If their we physical did away with too. their right, physical health, right. so I'm sure they're going to be having cancer risk and so forth. That's pretty much a given. Right. You have other countries that are doing child labor and here in America, the, the commercials that we get are these fancy Tesla cars and, you know, EVs. But behind the scenes, you think about the child labor, you think about the indigenous communities losing their freedoms. You think about us losing our history and our culture. And that's not right. Something needs to happen. Something there, there has to be a human leader out there somewhere that is in those political positions of power that can stand up for our people that are losing things mm-hmm. because America wasn't always built on good. America wasn't always good because that's the talk that nobody wants to hear. You know mm-hmm. why? Because they don't teach that in the classrooms. You're not groomed to think that way. Right. If we come out and say all this ugly stuff that has to do with the armies, the cavalries, the military forts, the Indians, it all has to do with murder. It all has to do with murder. It's the bigger word for it is massacre. It's murder. There's children back there. There's elders that lost their lives back there. That type of turmoil that happened back there. And we are living proof that they didn't exterminate us. Right. And that is what no one wants to hear. That's why we're oppressed. That's why MMIW comes along and we don't get any of our relatives on NBC or CBS or headline news you know one of our relatives goes missing that's it they don't investigate they don't go out looking search parties we have to do all that because we're federal we don't rely on the state the county 
So, Could you speak a, a little about the relationship you mentioned MMIW for listeners who are, are not familiar, but it's missing and murdered indigenous women. And if you could speak about that relationship to Thacker Pass, and uh, I'm sure there's sentiments about man camp starting around any proposed mine regarding lithium. And if you could talk about that relationship. Well, MMIW, I'm going to say M, uh, murdered, missing indigenous women and relatives of two-spirit and men. That whole issue there is underrated because I laid the foundation out about us not getting the proper media attention when one of our relatives goes missing or something. You know, we don't get that. Mm -hmm. We can call it a privilege or we can call it opportunity, but whatever it is, we're not getting it. We're not receiving it. And what this Thacker Pass mine, they're saying, no, there's not going to be a man camp. And you could challenge, I, I, I challenge the listeners to question this about the Thacker Pass mine is that they're saying that, no, there's not going to be a man camp. A man camp is where workers have to be coming in to the mine site. And they're from other states. They could be from across the country. They can be, you know, from anywhere. And yeah. these are people who have, have no ties to the community, so they can slip in and out, and nobody would know. Mm -hmm. And that right there is a big issue with, with our, our women, our indigenous women. They go missing a lot of the times. You know, it, it could be that man camp. And these man camps and MMIW are, you know, similar. They are synonymous, I should say. They're saying that there's not going to be a man camp, but they go and build an RV park. Which There's is another same, cut corner. Which, which is the same thing, isn't it? But it's just a little upscale. <laughs> which is the same thing, yes. And that is a scary thing when, when I say, you know, they, they can mutate. Like a, a Canadian company comes in, calls itself Lithium Nevada now. Mm -hmm. At first, they're Lithium America coming from Canada. They end up in Nevada. Now they're Lithium Nevada. But mm -hmm. what about when they were in, in Chile? And the whole the whole issue with this thing is now people are concerned about China. There's no processing plants here in America, in the United States, anywhere where they extract lithium, send it there, and it processes, and they get it back in a battery format. They mm -hmm. have to send it overseas right. to China. Everybody's scared because they don't know if China's going to return it. And that right there is probably... The secondary scary thing about it is because those things mutate too. You know what? It's just it comes down to trust. It comes down to trust, and they're 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 saying we're responsible mining, but there isn't such a thing as responsible mining. Right. You have Chile that you know it, it's in the news as of a couple of days ago. You get sinkholes. Why why are there sinkholes happening by that copper mine? It's part of their processes that they didn't think through. Right. It, it that is a negative effect upon the land that they don't ever see coming, mm -hmm. just like they a shooting star. Right. It's deliberate. I mean, it's deliberate that they don't want people to know. But right. Were you encouraged by what had happened in Serbia? Because you know, I understand in Serbia that they had you know hundred thousand people stand against the Rio Tinto mine, lithium mine there that was proposed, and at least so far, it's been halted or canceled. And I I don't know if you 
we're encouraged by that. If you're more suspicious of that, you know, because we know sometimes these things go away for a while temporarily, and then they rise up again, and then they actually go through the second time around. So, what what do you what are your feelings about what happened in Serbia? I have to say that I am extremely proud of them for standing up and getting that land back. This is the land back phase in life for us. As mm-hmm. if we can, that's all we have to do is remember, this is land back. It's mm-hmm. not just a quote on on social media. This is the real thing. They proved it. They proved it. Yeah. And now, if we if we know, you know, because if this stacker past mine goes, then the rest of them is domino effect. They all gonna want to follow the same template, the same cutout, same fabric, different name, and that Rio Tinto mine was was shut down because obviously you know they weren't able to get over on those people mm-hmm. and those people all they had to do was stand up yeah and in this country in this country the united snakes of america <laughs> we we are seeing the same story over and over and over again so what did we learn from those times what did we learn from that what did we learn from wounded knee what did we learn from wounded knee 72 what did we learn from Pihimaha? Not to trust those guys. Mm-hmm. Not to trust them. That's for dang sure. Mm-hmm. And it's part part of this is traditional. It's what what we have to do to protect our resources. And it, it we literally this is Mother Earth protecting herself. Mm-hmm. We come from Mother Earth. That's why the old saying "Ash to ashes, dust to dust." And nobody is better than anyone else at the end of the road you know we we all gonna we we're all gonna end up in the same place we're all we all bleed red why is is it because they are paid more to live than we are well value that value of human life is not equal you know in this society anyway in a capitalist society or a materialist society but gary we're going to take one more break here and then i'm coming right back to talk more about protecting the himaha and ensuring that the Thackerpass mine does not go forward. Hey listeners, quick break here. We hope that you're enjoying Eco Justice Radio. Stay connected by subscribing to Eco Justice Radio on all major podcast apps and visit our website, ecojusticeradio.org to check out previous shows and guests and get connected with us on social media. Today, you are listening to Life Over Lithium, protecting the sacred site, Pahimaha, with host Carrie Kim and guest Gary McKinney, spokesman for the people of Red Mountain and lead scout for the American Indian Movement in Northeast Nevada. So Gary, we've been talking about a lot of the things that lead to kind of what have led to extraction in the society. And I'm wondering, just to think kind of philosophically, how do you envision that the extractive paradigm of settler colonialism can be transformed? Many of us know this era is the time of indigenous peoples leading to protect Mother Earth. It's really the last bastion of protection for Mother Earth. Actually, all of us, I would say, have inherited the Earth as we see it because of indigenous peoples that have protected her for thousands of years. Without this, the whole world would have been developed and and, uh, destroyed. But, you know, much of the world today is still ignorant or indifferent to the existential threats to humanity's survival if we continue the status quo of extraction. So how do you actually see getting from here to there? Well, 
I'm going to start with climate crisis. We, we are definitely in a crisis here, and I believe, we believe, there are many others that think so, that this climate crisis is based on three roots, is capitalism, colonialism, and extractivism. Mm-hmm. In 1492, we had colonialism start. In 1872, with the general mining law, we've seen extractivism start. And now, in 2022, we're going to see what? Capitalism start. And as I'm saying, these things repeat itself. Mm-hmm. And so, this whole idea, you know, of demand and, you know, lithium and hurry up, let's get it. You know, we, this is probably the second or third time our our people have seen a rush like this. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea of of why there was disputes of settling in the Idaho, Oregon, and Northern Nevada area was because up to the north, you'll have uh, the Oregon Trail. Then on below, you have the other one, the California Trail. And one goes up towards Oregon, and the one goes through uh, the Great Basin area. And so Thacker Pass will be right in the middle and so they had to trek over between those two trails to get what they needed to do and in the time of i'd say you know this is i think where i get technical about things in 1861 to 1865 was the civil war and abraham lincoln at the same time when he freed the slaves he went and hung 38 dakota indians and that's the that's the narrative and that's the the story that that we have and our the minorities in this country have that common thing with us spirituality and from 1864 to 1868 was what you can google this is called the war of extermination mm-hmm. and this is a long 18 you know september 12th 1865 was when the cavalry doc was documented when when we when i look back at the documents and the records and things that are available nowhere does it say they've encountered Paiutes and went out of their way to exterminate them what they'll say is oh I, I, I clocked in went to my post and then came back nothing happened <laughs> so that part of history is never been never seen the light of day it's never been spoken before and for the longest time you know it, it's just been silence you know quiet um, until someone knowledgeable can bring it back again. And this is where the history will repeat itself. And to us, the Atakwadakwa Wanua, we have our grandparents that have been fighting for the Boise Valley Treaty uh, that was on October 10th, 1864. Their version of it was peaceful. Our version of it, they came in with guns they had guns to the chief's uh, head. They, you know, uh, the the leaders, the leader of that band of Panapwadi was my grandfather. Three uh, greats. His uh, his name was Ox Sam Buffalo Sam, and you know we have the family tree, and you know that's Santomico is his dad. Santomico is the gentleman that is on the Boise Valley Treaty, and that whole Boise Valley Treaty is has been in dispute since. Caleb Lyons, which is the the guy who drafted it. Ever since then, it's been up in the air. He's never been persecuted for any of the wrongdoings that he's done. So 
after he drafted the Boise Valley Treaty somewhere about a year or two down the road, he absconded from office. And mm-hmm. abscond means you leave your MIA missing in action. Right. You, you leave your duties, you leave your post. It's grounds for discharge in the military. But all they did to him was they replaced him. And his his uh, successor ended up passing away before that term was ended. So they brought Caleb Lyons back. And in the first place, why he got why he absconded was he told he told the office that hey, I'm gonna go out on a duck hunt. I'll be back. And he never returned. So that's coward right there. Is a man not of his word. And they replaced him. His replacement took the journey. They brought him back, and there was a $47,000 check that was supposed to go to the Nez Perce on down. Nez Perce is about central Idaho. Mm-hmm. And then you, you jump down to the Snake River, then you know over to Fort Hall, mm-hmm. Fort Bridger, Laramie. That's all Shoshone area, all through that Snake area, all the way to where I'm at today. And so, yeah, that, that right there, those Caleb Lyons... His name is tied to the greatest train heist in American history. There was a train that left Idaho for Washington, D.C. in those days. Somewhere between point A and point B, the train was robbed of that $47,000. Caleb Lyons says that he was asleep when that happened, but they got off the the train, they took statements, and nobody was held held accountable for that. And he was about to be persecuted but he passed away before he was persecuted so that is the main reason why the Boise Valley the Boise Treaty the the capital of Idaho is on Shoshone land that is the history that if we're to say you know expose it that Mm -hmm. is what they don't want the people to know is that hey we're we're there's no land title for this thing we're we're really squatters we're we're because that get technical again they wanted 30 miles in all directions at the fork of the Boise River. Mm-hmm. And they switched the, the capital from Lewiston, Idaho to Boise. That's the history as we know it today. And with the history of Nevada, the battleborn state, it was one of two states that was brought into statehood. It was fast-tracked or expedited into statehood along with West Virginia mm-hmm. at the time of President Lincoln's presidential campaign. They fast-tracked it so that Nevada and West Virginia can be supporters of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. That is why it is called the Battleborn State, is because it is one of two states born in the time of the Civil War. Mm. And so there you have it. Then that changed the Indian Territory to Nevada, and then Oregon, then Idaho. Mm-hmm. That right there is the, the start of the colonization. Well... It's a, it's a sordid history, and we can only hope that land back, as you say, becomes more than kind of a hashtag, that it actually is something in actuality that happens. And I wanted to talk about lithium, and when we think of lithium, you know, so many of us are complicit. We're on a computer right now. We own cell phones, computers, people have solar panels on their homes, and or drive EV cars. It's not just the Tesla owners that are implicated. And so I'm wondering what would you encourage listeners to change about their own lives, knowing that pretty much 
you know, a very high percentage of us are complicit in the mining, whether we want to be or not, we're using the end product. Right. Maybe if this mine goes through, we should line everybody up in a circle and look down upon that big open pit and say, is this really green? Because there's no trees. There's no water here. There's no life here. Why, why was this green? This only added to the scab of the climate crisis. What if it was all just the big, big phrase? What if there wasn't? What if Mother Earth is actually doing just fine? What if all, all this that's going on is because they're extracting DNA from the land? And it's all DNA. You know, it's DNA of Mother Earth. It's, it's the water. Water itself is a mineral. You know, with you know, with with the energy and things like that, they extract this this lithium. You know, they run it through a, a mining refinery process to make it into yet another form of energy. But it's a mutated form of energy, and they do that with uranium. They do that with lithium, and that's all they say is that oh, we need this, we need mm-hmm. this. But what they don't tell you was that forty three percent of the greenhouse gas emissions comes from the industries. Whatever they're telling everybody else follow falls right underneath that, and it's by half. Right, of course. They don't. They they're the ones that's poisoning the sky and the clouds and things. They're the ones that's poisoning the water beneath us, and they're the ones that's digging big holes around us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If we the people stood our ground, not have our backs against the wall to where we're like, you know, oh, where it's either lithium or oil or fossil fuels, you know, it's like, let's take a minute. We're all just being rushed to think like we're demanding it. We're demanding it and we're demanding it. And then the president goes in front of everybody and says, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're needing all this lithium. And so we're going to get it. But you're leaving out everybody. What about us? You know, I, I've spoke to people. I, have, I haven't seen one politician out at Thacker Pass at the same time as me. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to go out there at the same time as us. Because for some reason, they feel that they don't need to. Mm-hmm. And they're taking advantage. They're, they're taking advantage of all of, of you, of me, of the way we think by greenwashing us. They're telling mm-hmm. us this is green. This is, but where, where's the grass? Where's, where's the water? Where's the trees? If this was really about the environment and saving, saving the, the climate, wouldn't, wouldn't you think that we would see a little bit more trees? But in their their eyes, in their image, you drive down downtown Boise and you get a little sidewalk that has one, two, three, four, five trees that have been planted there. That is their idea of green. I know. Well, I think with the greenwashing, with the mining, it's more green meaning money in their pocket. That's what the green is. It's not green for the environment. You know, I think when people are not personally yes. in the sacrifice zones, you know, they are, they can continue with the status quo at another's expense because they are not actually having to deal with the consequence. Whereas indigenous peoples have had to for throughout the history of the the U.S. have been at the brunt of um, you know the receiving end of all the destruction. You know, most people are are they can be away from the destruction so they don't even have to look at it that they can completely separate themselves and that's the denial piece like you said people need to really stand at the edge of an open pit mine and actually see what it is caused so but but i don't know what the answer is 
in terms of energy because you know oil and oil and gas we've really i mean i think it's arguable that we've reached peak oil but and and that has been destructive in its own right that was like one of the first destructions and now we have the lithium but i don't know what you feel is the answer as far as energy or if you feel the answer is really everyone needs to go back to a simple life because you know i don't know how you get the people to go backwards but something has to shift there's no what if money was the fuel yeah <laughs> what if money was the fuel yeah let's let's say that um they're they're saying this lithium you know why why i know i've been presented with this question you know if not lithium then what yes they don't want to look anywhere else because it's not as profitable it's already a template and there's already names on that so why change it mm-hmm. you know why, why why look at hemp batteries even though it's better for the environment even though it's different even though it's more sustainable and recyclable why not do that oh that's that's off the question not gonna work it's not gonna work but you know what it's worth a shot rather you know going that route rather than taking all these chemicals and lying to us and cutting corners and taking advantage and you know that's not how was that you know i guess the land of the free and home of the brave, I guess, you know, it's different with us. We are not going anywhere. And for as long as it takes, you know, we're, we're going to be speaking about mother earth and our ancestors. And that's just history repeating itself yet again. And it really is, is sad to see that, you know, people um, like we're saying, if, if this is going to change, it has to be with the youth. It has to be with the youth because us adults are already stubborn <laughs> and it has to start with the youth. And I mean that because the youth nowadays, their target is when you're walking out of a grocery store, one of their tactics for the kids is to put candy by the, the checkout, the checkout stands. And for 18 to 20 year olds, it's alcohol and tobacco. Right. They advertise that, and that's their marketing scheme. Mm-hmm. And so right now, there's greenwashing. Their marketing scheme is this. Mm-hmm. It's that. Right. And nowadays, our youth are so used to TikTok, so used to scrolling that to be a good human being, right, you, you have to learn throughout life. And we call that life experiences so that you get old and wise. Mm-hmm. By the time you're old and wise, you can look back on younger folks and teach them right, tell them, instruct them how to do things in a good way. Nowadays, we get so much of this that, oh, we need that lithium, that our youth is missing out totally on life experiences where they're getting all their opinions on social media, how they want to look. So you're seeing that That disconnect, that it's, it's a big disconnect between our youth, our adults and our elders. Mm-hmm. Are and a disconnect from middle nature. people, right? So that that really right there, our youth. That's what all this is about—the unborns—and we honor our elders and our ancestors. And that right there is life over lithium, and we call that royalty, loyalties over royalties, royalty. life over lithium. Yeah, Gary, thank, over royalties. Thank you so much for continuing to to stand for mother earth and your peoples and the lands, the waters, the, the, all of the living relatives. If you could tell uh, people how they can um, support 
Thacker Pass not going through? What what actions could they take and where should they connect with you? What are your links? We have a website, www.peopleofredmountain.com. In the menu, you will see our tags, you'll see our, our spokespersons. And if you Google my name, you know, Gary McKinney, you'll 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 see the articles there that we've done, you know, co-ops and things like that. And one way to support is to read up, do that research, and challenge it. Challenge it in a way that it interests you and it compels another conversation. That right there is more supportive than saying, okay, yes, I support you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's this is an active, ongoing thing that we all have to play a part in. You know, it, it's all part of the protecting ourselves, protecting Mother Earth from capitalism. Capitalism is the main stress driver in the country I would say anyways for me anyways but you know like I said though that's where all of our stuff is on Facebook I'm on Facebook Gary McKinney people of Red Mountain on Facebook Instagram I'm on Twitter Uh, a lot of content on there watch for videos we're going to be releasing videos soon so Keep your eye out, watch the videos and share them. Talk about the narrative and learn about the history in your area, the tribal history in your area and preserve it. Support, support, support. Gary, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And we will definitely keep supporting what what you are doing and educating people about the real, the true cost of lithium and, and finding a way to change, to change the conversation, just like you were saying looking at hemp batteries, looking at other, what are the real options that we have that actually um, support Mother Earth? So thank you, Gary, for coming on the show today. Truly appreciate you. Well, it was uh, thank you for sharing space and you know, thank you for the time. We all have to continue. Yeah, like as you said, for future generations, it's what we're here for. Hey, listeners, to check out the extended recording of this show or to explore other shows, subscribe to our podcast or visit our website, ecojusticeradio.org. This has been EcoJustice Radio and our show, Life Over Lithium, protecting the sacred site, Behemoth. Thank you to our guest, Gary McKinney, and thank you to our listeners for joining us. Please connect with us on social media at EcoJustice Radio, SoCal 350, and Adventures in Waste. If you like what you heard and you want others to be informed, subscribe and share the episodes. to Eco Justice Radio, a project of SoCal 350, created by Mark and J.P. Morris, executive producer Jack Ike, producer and co-host Jessica Aldridge, co-host Carrie Kim, and engineer and original music by Blake Quake Beats. And until next time, remember, the power is yours. Yeah.